What's up, Internet? Welcome to On the Screen, the usually monthly podcast where we discuss a variety of topics revolving around the media we consume on the screen. I'm Tomato Man from Yield Tomato Gaming on YouTube, and joining us today is Stella Dragon 14 from her YouTube channel, as well as Yield Man, the gaming family man. And today, we are going to discuss the art of box art with a cover art clash. And we're going to be featuring today, Make a Man! So, uh, the general gist of this is basically going to be, we look at the, I already have the file saved here, the um, various box arts from um, particular game, and we compare and contrast and discuss why we think one is superior to the others. And uh, basically, this came about because like some games, the cover art is just so radically different across regions that it's just hilarious. Uh, I'm gonna start by putting in here the Japanese box art. Looks like a kid's cartoon anime. Be yeah. <laughs> Followed by the American box art. Oh gosh. Uh -huh. Robocop much? No, worse. <laughs> um and this is the PAL box art. Wait, for which one? PAL, the third one. That would be the oh. European box art. Gotcha. Um So the idea was originally we were going to score this, but I feel like instead of doing a scoring, we should just do a natural conversation on it about different mm -hmm. elements. Um, but there are some topics we do need to discuss about it to, you know, draw attention to certain elements. Uh, for starters, um, we're going to start with the Japanese one, because that is the one that came out first, where the character is named Rockman. Um, and... Do you guys feel that this cover appropriately conveys the theme or genre? Do you get a general idea of what this game is about or how it'll play based on the cover? No. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> it, uh, it's very much cartoony. It's very much... It looks like it would be a kid's show, like not, not a video game. That's fair. Um, I think, though, the pixel art does convey these designs though well enough brandon uh, do you off the top of your head know when bomberman came out uh within a couple years <laughs> okay because the, i think it's the... like 87 or 88 and i think this okay. was like 84 or 85 okay gotcha yeah because the Rockman, uh it's it's giving me like bomberman vibes yeah so Which... it, it's funny you say that too because um a they've got you know the bomb there in the corner, which is, you know, not a pleasant coincidence, but also you've got uh, the fact that his nickname is the Blue Bomber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so yeah, Mega Man was actually 1987. And... And 1983 for Bomberman. Okay. So I kind of had flopped. Yeah, and like I know they're not the same publisher, but but I was like I don't know, just my first impression having right. played both. Like, oh, okay, I got a little bit of a Bomberman thing. But... I can imagine like there was at least some inspiration from it. Oh, for sure, especially since this is the first game, and right front and center is a legit bomb. <laughs> yeah, and oddly enough too, like if you look at the cover to Bomberman, it looks like he's holding. Like under, I can tell it's under his arm, but it looks like an arm cannon <laughs> on the original Bomberman cover. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Mega Man here, or Rockman in this particular case. Um, so yeah, it doesn't really convey what this game's about, or I mean, from based on the cover, you'd think, oh, you're a character that throws bombs, which is only like one eighth correct. <laughs> Because when you get the power, you could use it. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think it uh, does a excellent job of conveying anything on that. Um, I do think it's cool, though, that they incorporated many of the Robot Masters in the background. 
So I think that's a good thing, because you're showing a bunch of the different bosses you'll be encountering. Mm -hmm. This is true. I think that's a smart design decision for the cover on that. Um, so at a glance, would this box catch your attention? And if it does, why? Like, if you saw this on the shelf and you're passing by, would this, you know, would your eyes just be fixated to it just by happenstance? Like, if you caught it out of the corner of your eye, would would it draw your, your vision to it? Well, uh, because it's so bright. So you think the bright color is a good choice for that? Just gets yeah. its eye grabbing gets your attention. That's fair. I would say, like, I feel like I would have two different answers uh, just based off of where I'm at in life. So prior to kids, walking past this on, like, the, you know, like at a used game store or whatever, or even brand new, whatever, just walking past it, like, yeah, okay, yeah, it looks like a fun, lighthearted game. Not something I was really into, like, you know, 10 years ago. But now, as a family man and, like, you know, raising the next generation of gamers, I'd definitely be like, ooh, that looks fun and inviting and maybe somewhat simplistic, but in a good way for younger audiences, I'm going to check this out. Yeah, I could definitely see where this would potentially appeal to, you know, just a broad general audience. You've got the bright colors as we've already gone over, and the art style is kind of cutesy, so it's inviting. And all of that kind of culminates in a, you know, bit of an eye grab out of the you know, oh, passing by it in the store. I'm like, what the heck's this thing? Oh, hey, that looks kind of neat. It um, looks like a 1980s uh, cheapified version of Iron Man. Oh my gosh, you know what? Yeah, in hindsight, yeah. you're totally you like right. a little goatee. You got a little Tony Stark there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the mask is up kind of thing, so. <laughs> yeah, this, there's definitely like a, a whimsicalness to it that it kind of draws you with. Um, what do you guys think about the overall art style on the box? Because you're both artists to a degree. I mean, again, it's it's pretty cartoony, which, you know, for the time and the genre itself is great. Um, but it's also really simplistic. That's true. Yeah, there's not a lot of detail in this one. Um, again, though, with the Robot Masters, they, they did... Um, centralize the focus here with the characters all being central, literally circularly central to the box with the title directly under them and still a little off center, but it's still enough there that you kind of get the gist. So they definitely draw your eye to the middle of the, of the art piece, the way they've done it. Yeah, I'd say just... I mean, I don't even, not good or bad, but just like an obvious observation just from the art itself is how yeah. dated it looks. I mean, you can definitely tell. Like, not even just like the, the, the hand-drawn figures, but like the way the, like kind of like the graphics design, right? Like the way, like the orange square outlining it, like the text of Rockman, like <laughs> the, the, the color palette for like all the stuff around the picture of people, like, it just kind of smacks of something that's not made in the last five years. Yeah, I like. I just noticed too, since you mentioned the the, the color of the font, that the gradient is actually in line with the color palette of the background. It also totally reminds me of clip art. And yeah, like the, the... yeah, it totally does. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I you've got the floor color, you've got the rock color, and then you've got the uh, the sky color all in a gradient here on the on the font, which was kind of a nice tie-in with it being backed by a weird red triangle that's the same exact shade of red that three of the characters are heavily portraying. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> oh, is that a... Oh, I guess that is a triangle. I thought it was something they were standing on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the colors kind of bled together there because they chose a very limited palette. But that could be uh, a choice based on the fact that the NES's color palette is limited. Yeah, I think they only had, what, 20-something colors? I think it was, like, I want to say it was 24 colors. Yeah. I don't, maybe, I'm going to fact check that, because that sounds too low, but also probably sounds right. NES <laughs> color palette. Uh, okay, yeah, um, it was quite limited. <laughs> I don't, uh, color palette count. Let's try that. Uh, oh, 56 colors. Oh, 
Well, that's way more than what we thought. That was only about twice as much, give or take a little bit. still pretty limited, but... It it is still quite limited, yeah, because, of course, you're also factoring in different shades of the same colors. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I'm guessing that was probably a means to just save on, you know, RAM and memory and all that good stuff. (sighs) But, yeah, so, um... That's... (laughs) Rockman's cover art. Now, let's... Let's take a look at this monstrosity here. Let's pull up the U.S. box art. State-of-the-art, high-resolution graphics. Um, Boy. One megabit memory from Capcom. Um, So, one thing... Hey, Brandon. Yo. Oh, oh, shoot. Sorry. I I forgot we were recording. I just... I made something really quick before we changed topics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. (laughs) now that's the cover we all needed yes that is the rockman cover oh geez okay would be better if he had like cho kawaii eyes to kind of match the japanese Mm. cover art for rockman yeah give me another hour in paint and i'll see what i can do (laughs) uh well I'm going to get this out of the way because I hate it. Um, the weird red-blue hex bullcrap in the background of this um, doesn't do this box any favors. That's ugly as hell. It doesn't help anything. Well, that's basic early 90s, late 80s graphics the, for no, American The grid art. thing, though, is just really dumb. It's um, awful, but it was, it was that time's sci-fi theme. Yeah, I mean, they kind of do similar things for, like, plotting 3D mapping and stuff on primitive setups. Um, I will note, though, that they did do the same thing here by centralizing the art uh, to draw your eye to the center. The problem is they just shrank down the art and stuck it in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is, like, really kind of a bad way to do that. Um, Also, like... I don't know. The proportions of the character himself looks a little weird too. Like that hip, it looks like it's like broken and like <laughs> yeah, it's like his, oh. his knees going backwards. Like <laughs> yeah, like somebody didn't like get their Bruh. proportions all lined up properly before drawing it up. So, and like, look at the shoulders. Like, what yeah, is it looks like they're suit? folded forward. It's like talk about uh, bad posture. I have bad posture, but that's ridiculous, right? Um, there is a story behind this art, too, and it... Do you guys know the story of this artwork at all? I do not. No, sir. Guy made it in one day. <laughs> Matt makes sense. Matt um, does. Yeah, he had, he had literally no information. Um, the the info he was given, I think, was like the effect of, uh, it's a, a sci-fi dude wearing blue and shoots robots. I think is the most he was told. So that's why he's got a traditional gun in his hand. Like and Not even the right... Uh, well, no, it is the correct hand, but um, that, I think, is just a happy coincidence. The the position his body is in, it looks like he's questioning like what he's you know aiming at. If you can even call that aiming. Like, I don't know what posture you would take. Like, why would you ever, ever be in that stance? But let's say you're in that stance. And then look on his face... It's just like, oh, what, uh, uh, what am I doing? What, what am I aiming at that? Where like, am maybe I? He's on, maybe he's on drugs. I don't know. Maybe he has a concussion. Uh, yes, well, to all I these mean, things. The fact that you, you know, obviously integrate a legit gun in the artwork definitely screams, I'm from America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's also address the fact that this is him, like, technically moving away from his destruction because. There, there is, like, on the right here, like, a recent explosion. Like, that is a blast cloud. Oh, God. I can't even imagine. Does he crab walk? And then is on the left here, you've got, on? in the further background, just a straight-up burning city. <laughs> so, I don't even know, man. I mean, what's with these palm trees, too, on this bridge? These things are huge. Did Michael Bay make this? Uh, if only. <laughs> but, no, this is... Again, yeah, the guy like had literally he he cracked this out in an hour, in like a day, so because they like they were going to go to print super fast, 
on this, so they're just like, we, we need art by, like, tomorrow. He's like, can you do it? He's like, I, I guess. Uh, if you even look closer on the gun, you can see the proportions are not even correct on this. It's like he, I don't even know where he would have, like, it's like he started on the muzzle, the very tip of it, and then started on the backside and realized that he didn't draw the line enough to fill out the bottom. So he just kind of like yeah. there's just, you can see it's like there's a circle there's a square and the lines above and below do not line up for the chamber and slide and muzzle and all that it's like this is just not yeah well and like the helmet too it it draws itself out to me too because like it's not he's centered. looking yeah it's not centered he's he's obviously looking like straight directly at the camera but his helmet makes him look like he's looking more towards the right and yet his gun is pointing left. <laughs> like, yeah, here, what I'm is gonna... even... <laughs> I am going to share... my screen with you guys here. <laughs> I mean, look at that. He looks so bored! <laughs> Where is his neck? <laughs> uh, it's somewhere in his stomach. What? <laughs> Down here. There's his neck. But here's what I mean. I mean, look at this. Awful. Uh, oh, God. I'm going to look over here while I'm aiming over here while I'm squatting like this and... Crab walking, apparently. <laughs> Just leaving Boy, my groin skip open. Leg day. <laughs> Never skip leg day. <laughs> also, what's with this random, like... What is this? Is that a well? I know. Or... It's like, is it a well? And is then... it a tire? Oh god, is that is that what that's <laughs> supposed to be? Also, what's with the dreidels? Are they supposed to be like mushrooms? That's I what think I they're supposed they to be like the like bounce pads or something. Oh, and then look at the yeah, eyes okay. in these buildings. Like that's just so bizarre. That is just. And what the hell is this? It looks like it's being like shot out from back here, and they cut it off. Like, it implies moving out to the right. There's, like, a spider web behind, like, the buildings in the hillside, too. Yeah, is that supposed apparently? to be, like, some kind of radar oh, dish? No, that reminds me of, uh, you know, those giant, um, net things? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of a gun? Like, yeah, the, like, literally net guns. Yeah. <sighs> I know words. <laughs> and then, you know, so this has been dubbed Bad Box Art Mega Man. So, uh, that's fitting. Um, yeah, dude cracked this out in a single day. Awful. I mean, I don't blame him. Uh, not his fault. Oh, no. Those proportions? Totally his fault. Oh, that, that is yes. awful. Yeah, the proportions. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Um, I don't think... It makes one question if he was actually, like... I don't want to say... An actual professional artist? Yeah. Like, it, I... It, but, I mean, it's not like it's bad in, like, terms of... I mean, if you look at this, I can't draw that. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to draw that. I would not choose to draw that. <laughs> I don't know if, what that says yeah. about my taste or my talent, but uh, no, that's just not good. Um, that guy has far too much cheek. <laughs> yeah. So, um, does it properly convey the genre or theme? I would say, yeah. I mean, shooting destruction I is kind of the know. is kind of what the game is. Is you're going through and you're shooting up a bunch of things. He's got a gun. That's kind of central. Um, explosions implies action. So I I would say it kind of does. Like it's not the best interpretation, but I think it does get the idea that this is supposed to be an action oriented game. It's definitely giving the impression that it's trying to be an action game. Yeah. yeah. The attempt is there. Looking at that picture that <laughs> Yieldman shared on the channel. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rockman! No. No. Nope. Not that one. You shared another one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, those are actually from um, 
Oh, shoot. What was that one? Uh, is it Street Fighter Cross Tekken? Yes, it was from Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Oh, oh boy. okay. And that was a literal character was named Bad Box Art Mega Man. So. And did he <laughs> dip like that? Yeah, uh, I believe he did, yeah. He had some really bizarro moves. Oh, God. And then immediately after that released, they canceled three Mega Man projects. Um, yeah, and they were all very anticipated, which is really upsetting. Mega Man Universe got canceled. Mega Man Legends 3 got canceled. I wanted to cry when I heard that. So, it was very upsetting. Um, so, would this box catch your attention in passing at a glance? Only because of how awful it is. Yeah, um... I think the bright colors of the red and contrasting blue for the grid would definitely grab my attention. And then when I actually got to see the artwork itself, I would be rather upset by it. (laughs) My God, what is this? Like, I might actually have nightmares if I had seen this at the age of five. (laughs) Like, I, I don't know, man. I feel like the grid in the background was put there just because, like, after the one day artwork was finished... Somebody's like, if we, we, we can't put full this, screen this, <laughs> if we put this full size on the box, nobody's going to know what's going on. Is it a casino game mixed with murder and fire, like futuristic yes. paradise, palm trees? Like, is this a weird so, pinball machine? Is that what those so bumpers much are? There's going on. It's hard to tell what's going on. All of the above. Yes. Yeah. It's... So maybe they like shrank the, bo- the, like, the picture down. Like, hey, let's put a weird looking grid in the background just so at least there's something there that really, really pops out to grab the eye to look at. They would have been safer. Going with none of that artwork, just have the red grid and have the text Mega Man dead center. Honestly, Honestly, I kind of agree. I mean, but at the same time, oversimplification, like, this is still in an era where, like, the box is what sold things, right? I mean, you have to have something flashy to gather the attention of uh, prospective buyers. Exactly. Um, Alternatively... The mystery behind, you know, the thing would also be enticing to a lot of people, too. Um, but that wouldn't be something for to get kids' attention. The idea is to get the attention of the children. And that's, you know, why the box art was such a big deal, really. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are we ready for the next one? <laughs> this is my personal favorite. Um... Is that the the European one? This is the European box. I absolutely love this box art. I think this should have... This looks like, A, it actually was the Japanese box art. I would have argued that based on this, because it looks like the type of... um, It looks like a Japanese film poster. Yeah, like they're trying to make it live action or something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And... Like, this is, like, a proper representation of the character. It is. And, I... you, and you still have Robot Masters here. You've got Wily's castle in the background up on the mountain, and him kind of all menacingly Dracula-esque looking out as if it, like, being superimposed onto the clouds in the backing. I think this is just straight up the best box art for the original Mega Man. I would agree, and I have a reasoning for it, if you will allow me to talk. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so, sorry, I like I said that, and I was like, oh, maybe he wasn't done. So, uh, But I would say this third image is kind of like the best of the last two, which I know we just like totally bombed on the last one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, there, but there's the best of it to be had. So the very first one is like cheapified, cute, and all that, but it has like all the characters on there, right? So it has... Some, like, there's more things going on that are, like, tangible. Like, okay, you're going to run in and see these other faces, characters you're going to meet. But it's cute, and you don't really know what's going on or what it's about. You think it's Bomberman? Well, at least I did. The second one, (laughs) it's like like they're going for, like, some hyper-realism because it says, like, you know, high-resolution graphics. And they have, like, this, you know, uh, very detailed... Uh, face. Image. Very bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, but it's like they were aiming for like this high detail, like oh look at all the stuff going on in here, and like this, the shading, and like kind of trying to make the guy look realistic, 
in a way. But then you yeah. look at this third one, and it's like they took characters from the first picture, but then tried to make it that hyper-realism from the second one. But they actually succeeded in doing that. And very well. Right. Very well done, yes. So they took all of the uh, the best that the DNA of the other two had and just made a new child of it. Yes. Uh, the third, third time's a charm, as far as I'm concerned with this, because... I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head with trying to add that detailed realism and also trying to incorporate some of the robot masters here. I mean, I think this guy here on the right just like looks like he's trying to spook somebody who just like opened the door and you just happen to be right there. So it's like, boo! <laughs> um, I'm very curious, though, who this is here that the text Mega Man is crushing. Mm. Or alternatively, is Mega Man standing over him after already having uh, whooped his rear. Possibly. I also do like that you, they are showing specifically he is shooting something. That his arm is a cannon and he's blasting something. Right, which is what you do in the game. Yeah, so it's a clear portrayal of this is the type of game this is. It's a it's a shooter. It's a shooting game. Um, You could almost argue too that like the fact that it's got a very vertical... Um, backing here with Wiley's tower, that that would almost um, be indicative of there's going to be platforming. Especially when you actually see that all the robot masters are at different levels, different heights. I mean, it was really well done as far as the whole graphic design portion of it goes. I'm in. The sh- uh, I have a kitten that's crying. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean I also like how Gutsman's like right there in the center and he just looks like Jawbone Galore. <laughs> um I love the detail to uh Dr. Wiley up here. I think it's excellent. He looks very Einsteinish, but with like a an evil dominion to him. Yeah, I, uh, oh, and it's, oh, I didn't realize Mattel was involved. Oh, you know what, though? That, that's, uh, has something to do with the UK, the European distribution of it. Yeah, um, I, I, I love this box art just straight up. Um, so, I think we can all agree that, uh, this cover, this box art, properly conveys the theme and or genre, right? Indeed. Yeah, straight up, gets the point across real well. Lots of really cool detail as well. Um, I also think um, that we can agree that this this box is very enticing at a glance. Um, that being said, would this really get your attention if you passed by it in a store? Not particularly. I'm not going to lie. The colors are really muted. Yeah. So it would just kind of blend into the background. Like... I've been to a lot of video game stores. There's there's a lot to it. And, you know, you you don't look at every single one. You just look at the ones that pop out at you. Yeah. Like, Usually when they do, they're either really popular, uh, like, they're titles that you're interested in, that, you know, you've seen on TV, or they're the really pretty interesting ones, that the colors that pop out at you... This one is none of those things. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, even the color, the brightest color here is the text. Yeah. <laughs> and that, like the text for Mega Man, and that's not even that bright. That's still pretty kind dull. Kind of a pretty dark yellow. I think the brightest thing here is the original Nintendo seal of quality. And it probably was, because that was actually like a, a gold, um, gold leafing. So, yeah, that would have been reflective. I mean, most games had that at the time. Yeah, so, so. like, again, it, it'd be probably something that your eyes would just jump over. <laughs> yeah, you'd you'd see, like, 20 of those and be like, whatever. But with how how dark the overall picture is, uh, in passing, it wouldn't grab your eye. But if you were taking the time to pay attention to all the covers, then, yes, this one would totally stand out because of the detail, I think. Yes. Agreed. It, I think it depends on the mood of, you know, sometimes I want to be in there forever and I'm like, I look at every single one. And then other times I'm like, okay, so we've got other things we have to do today, but, you know, I want to take a quick look. Right. 
I do have uh, I do have a couple of ideas as to who Mega Man is uh, crushing with his feet. Oh, okay, okay, let's hear it. No, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to show you. Okay, I will minimize that. <laughs> I think it's Gaston. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's it's Eggman. It's not Robotnik because uh. the glove would have to be pure white. Um, yeah, and it's not. And yeah, this is very much just an orange glove. Yeah, Gaston's just getting his ass kicked. I, good detective work. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no one falls like Gaston. No. <laughs> no gets one. beat up by Mega Man like Gaston. No one gets <laughs> stepped on like Gaston. Ah, uh, oh, yes. Uh, swap to... Okay, well. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that um, I think this is just straight up the best one and should have been used across the board universally. Um, I would shake the hand of whoever it was that came up with this one. What about you guys? Yeah, definitely. Give him a high five. Right. Super um, high five. Yeah, without without question, I mean, the winner is... Or a, a mega high five? Yeah. That the the winner is the pal box art. This this is just a, a prime example of solid artwork on a solid game. Um, I if only they had made it just a hair brighter. In fact, I wonder what would happen if I open that and then do the edits thing. So let's do crop edit create whatever, uh, and let's go to adjustments. Let's. Add more color. Oh, wow. Yeah, that definitely... That looks trippy. Pop. That looks kind of trippy. I mean, you can probably see on my screen. Uh, the stream you stopped your stream. Oh, I stopped the stream. You're right. I'm going to restream it. Because, yeah, that's got to be... That, that's got to be shown. Yeah. Go live. Jeez. So, this here... Is base the baseline? And then you add more color, creates more depth. Yeah. So. Definitely gets more contrasted and definitely pops out more. Yeah. Now let's see if we let's do like a fifty percent increase there, roughly. Add a little bit more light to it. Yeah. Look at that. Brandon, I know what kind of business you need to go into. <laughs> Let's get rid of the red eye. I'm going to tap right here. There's no red eye. I'm going to tap there anyway, though. See what happens. Not a damn thing. So wait, wait, wait. Leave that green circle over his eye, though. It looks like one of those power readers from uh, Dragon Ball Z. It's over yeah, 9,000! <laughs> that should have been incorporated in the box art. What? 9,000? Yeah. Let's get rid of that. Uh, oh, yes. God. Look at that. <laughs> so yeah it definitely gets rid of red wow wow it just gets rid of red so now it just looks like he's a smokestack he's running <laughs> low guys uh. anyway I'm a burned out man yeah. also known as every middle aged man in the United States oh now I'm so depressed looking at this one because it's so muted <laughs> <laughs> oh man so how do we feel about that do we want to do another one or do we want to just stick with the one I'm good with whatever I think I could you know like the thing is I don't know a whole lot about Mega Man but just being able to give comments off the cuff on the box art I, I feel like I could handle another one yeah I mean think of it like this man I mean you guys are artists that's why mm -hmm. I thought this was a good one to start off on for you guys is just because you guys can look at it from an artistic perspective and give us some genuine critiques out of it. So let's, um, I'm not going to go with one that's as detailed, uh, simply because I, I don't want to do too much focusing since we're already a half hour in here. So I will instead do this one here. 
Oop, and that probably ended the stream. That's fine. Yup. Alright, so let's do that again. We're now going to take a look at the cover arts for the Front Mission 3 game on PlayStation 1. This is bare bones as hell. <laughs> um, uh, I know Chicho's somewhat familiar with Front Mission series. I don't know if you are. I'm not, but I do like this cover art. Interesting. Okay, okay. Um, so Front Mission is a series of mecha strategy games. Okay. So think of yeah, Final Fantasy that. Tactics with robots. Yes, exactly. Um, it's actually one of my favorite tactic strategy games. Front Mission 3, I love to death. It's one of my favorite PS1 games. So, <laughs> um, does this convey the theme or genre? Uh, not the genre, but I think the theme comes through with the, with the, the sepia faded photo Metallic of, of the background. mecha. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be a bit of a close-up on the mecha, which in the games are called Wanzers. Um, this is an example of a minimalistic approach that could work. Um, and I say that because this is a sequel, not once, but twice over. So the name alone is going to get people's attention. Um, you so, And the series, I think at this point, was kind of known for having really dull and muted colors. If you look at the Super Nintendo game, and even, I think, the previous entry uh, for Front Mission 2, they were, they all had, uh, their core artwork was done by Yoshitaka Amano, known for Final Fantasy works. But also, Amano is known for not implementing a lot of rich color. He's known for really muted colors, even in something that's supposed to be brighter. I mean, I think there's three total colors used on a bloodstained poster I have that he did. Um, it is blue, purple, and black. And that's because the character's hair is black. Uh, <laughs> and the outfit. Um, but um, it kind of, this art definitely gives a dingy, rusted kind of feel. And I think that's appropriate for the, uh, with it being sepia to really convey that this is supposed to be like a grungy piece of machinery. Makes sense, too, because, you know, warfare, so you kind of got the, that military aspect out in the terrain, kind of the earthy tones. It makes sense. Yeah. It does. Now, uh, what is it that gets your attention, uh, Stella? You mentioned that you, you like the cover, so what is it about it that you, you're drawn to? I like the contrast between, like, the, the background portion and then, like, the, the right front and center. Like, there's... Front Mission 3, and then there's that little diamond back behind it. Yeah, the logo like, of sorts. There, that. there is quite a contrast between that and what's behind it, like as far as color and shading and brightness goes. Right. And it is very eye-catching because it's not just a... So say if Front Mission 3 had just been backgrounded by, by just the back-back part, I don't think it would be nearly as eye-catching. Uh, it would it would be a little bit more faded together, I guess. Yeah, it would all kind of blend a lot more, whereas this definitely gives a little bit of a pop. And they put yep. the pop right around, but not outlining the title, which is a good choice. Yes. Agreed. Also, I'm a sucker for Katakana. <laughs> alright, alright. Um... How about you, Chicho? What are your thoughts on this one? Well, actually, I I don't like it. <laughs> so, I'm kind of, I'm honestly with you on this one. <laughs> um, and, like, my reasoning behind it is uh, probably, like, the first 10, 15 seconds, I didn't even realize there was a mech in the back. Yeah. Like, the, the, the tones, like, all of the brown, like, shading or overlay, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's just so strong that, like, and it's not, uh, the full robot isn't in the picture. It's, like, zoomed in on it. So, at first, I didn't even realize what I was looking at. Like, I thought I thought the whole background was just various weird stamps of, like, sheet metal. And then I was like, oh, no, it's a robot. Okay. Oh, I didn't even notice that. 
Well, oh my god. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> so okay, when you said that, I thought you meant like the the background itself was a piece of sheet metal off of a mech, not that you know there was a straight up picture a, of a mech back yeah. there. And then I looked at it a little closer, and I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> Okay, oh, yeah, so I think, I, yep, that, that really helps support my case. <laughs> <laughs> Still like it, but, you know, a lot now less that I've now. noticed that, it's a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> but you made a good point. I have to do, I do agree with that, um, them choosing to use, like, a 3D render just for an element between layers is definitely a good decision because it does, like, you've got a little bit of light reflectivity from the render here. That definitely contrasts hard against the dark shadowing here. And that makes it more noticeable. So even though uh, it doesn't do a good job of portraying the genre and only barely the theme, it definitely does give you a little bit of a, a catch of a glance. Like, oh, okay, I can, I can see that. What's, what's this? Oh, oh, it's Front Mission. All right. Yeah, I think it helps. Like, the color palette they went with, like, the visual you're getting... Even though, you know, I said it was, like, obscure. But at least, like, the color palette that's going on there does give you an idea of the atmosphere of the game. For sure, for yeah. sure. Very muted, very, like, grungy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which yep. war is, usually is. Kind of dirty. <laughs> Definitely. Now, uh, this didn't open all of them, so I'm probably going to end up just doing that. I don't. Did that end the stream? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to change that to can i just share the monitor nope it won't let me oh wait yes i can haha -ha! oh that's so much easier okay so this is oh. this is just my second monitor um this is the u.s box art that's actually better uh yes because you have now you still have that logo you were talking about but the contrast isn't as noticeable simply because you have a nice hard outline of one of the mecha of the wanzer and you have the full outline of it here so that is what really draws your eye is the fact that you've got that dark like you know elements between for joints and all that even though it's all a brown shade the variations are there you can see a little bit of rusting in different ways you can see like different scratches on it when you zoom in on here, different markings. Like there is detail here. Yeah, it's not just a oh, there's kind of a thing in here. <laughs> yeah, this one's definitely like, oh, I can recognize a mech suit now. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to earlier when it's just like, oh, that was a thing. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Now, and this it, still conveys like the 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 grunginess, dirty, earthy tones, yeah. but it's not obscure. It's like it's it, okay. It's, I can recognize what I'm looking at too, which is nice. Yeah. The only thing I would have liked a little bit more is if they had like put brightness around the eyes, like had the um, the Mecca's camera eyes be like illuminated, so you kind of had that draw focus there to tell you it's like, oh, oh shit, that's that's a head. <laughs> Right, instead of just a nub. It's an attention grabber when you do that. But again, like this is pulling from, I think, the Japanese cover of wanting to be more on the minimalistic side. Because it almost looks like they have the same like sheet that they used to make the, uh, the overlay for the just straight up background. They just, they didn't minimize opacity. So they just use that as the background on its own. This looks just like scuffed copper. And actually, you even have scuffing here, which is a really nice little detail. I don't think that's this person's shitty cover art. I think that's actually on the cover. I'd have to find another picture, but... I was going to say, are you sure that's not just, like, sticker? A, sh a shitty scan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's a sticker because here it's a pretty hard line cut with the black. I mean, somebody could have easily put on a really strong I don't know. sticker. I don't know, man. That's a pretty hard line there. That's my only argument to that. But That's fair. 
that's literally my only argument because now thinking about it, it could very easily have been someone pulling off the residue from a sticker. Um, <laughs> but I, if it's not, that's awesome added detail. If it, I mean, you have some of it up here though too. You got a little bit of black scuffing up here. Kind of. I don't know if you can see it that well, but but it's not nearly as uh, prominent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought of something, Brandon, for future reference. Maybe we could do another category or topic of uh, alternate video game titles. Yes. <laughs> I just thought of one for this. Oh. Yeah. Final Fantasy Gundam Wing. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy Future. Oh, boy. Final Fantasy Tactics Future. Because they did Tactics Advance on the Game Boy Advance later. Gundam Tactics or something like that. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, no Gundam joke. Gundam Tactics. Yeah. Um, I think this is definitely a, a step in the proper direction for um, making this more clear on its um, genre and theme, just straight up. It doesn't tell you anything about the mechanics or gameplay or what type of game it is, but it just does... Just that there's mechs. Yeah, but it does... Yeah, exactly. It, it tells you that theme a lot, a lot more uh, confidently and forward. And this is also the first entry in the series to be released in America. We better missed out than, on others. It makes me sad. Better than the Trails of Cold Steel that kind of like, you know, throws mechs in your face he, all of a sudden. At the very end, yes. Yeah, it's like, by the yeah. way, giant robots. By the way, mechs that are prevalent for the rest of the series. Yeah. God, God forbid. <laughs> now, like, oh my God. Now, um, again, just by sheer happenstance, I think the... The Powell one is also the best one for this. And, um... I love this cover. Because not only is the mecha in color, front and center here, it's also at um, a crooked angle, making it look more like a 3D render. And you get to see portraits on the side of some of the uh, cast. And I I think that's really, really important. I like this uh, one the best too. Yeah, actually, if I, f- I feel like I personally like this one the most. Also, I'm trying to think of why um, an artist might go the other direction with the last one we looked at, like less is more con- type concept. But I mean, I'm all for there being like oh, you know, moving the curtain a little bit, seeing into the game a little bit. Like from the cover art here, we're like, oh, okay. There's some faces, like, and not just, oh, hey, look, there's faces on the box. It's like, okay, they're trying to tell us something. These are going to be important people that are going to have influence on the story. And they so, are. They yeah, super it's intentionally are. there. Now, you can actually, from the top down, even with these characters, they, they very clearly chose expressions to kind of convey... Um, Thomber? Um, certain, like, to convey elements of character. Like, the, from the top down, you've got, um, not not somber, what was the word I had for this one? Um, insecurity, almost. Insecurities, confidence, innocence, and camaraderie. Like, those are things that just come to mind when I see these faces in these particular portraits. And oddly enough, um, <laughs> this character down here is the uh, best friend of this character right here. And he does, throughout the game, have that shit-eating grin on. Like, in almost all of his conversations, he is actually trying to be the uplifting comrade. Which I think is, you know, important to find some kind of levity in times of war. Or even any kind of conflict. You need to try and find, you know, a way to make yourself smile. Exactly. Um, I think the, the this cover also does a good job of... Showing you, again, with that backdrop of everything being a beat-up piece of metal kind of thing, that being a consistent kind of overlay or backlay throughout all three of these covers, I think, does make them feel like they're all part of the same thing. True, like, and then that diamond right behind the title as well. It's very, very central here contrasting even with the more yellow or gold over the the poopy brown uh i will say like so i don't i don't know 
the narrative enough of the front mission games to know if like the story arc is any good like i imagine people play it for the mechs not for the story <laughs> right that that but, was why i started but i did end up loving the story too so okay okay cool so maybe what i'm trying to say here is like this artwork everything has the same color except for the mech like there's a reason why the mech we have the green tone put there to give it more pop from everything else that's in the picture because clearly Yes, there's people in this game, but you know, ultimately, we know you you want to look at the mechs. Like we're here yeah, for the mechs. Straight up, come for the mechs, stay for the lore. There you go. Yeah, and I think the the contrast of the mech to the background coloring, like Chicho points out, is very eye catchy. It is like at a glance, that contrast is going to get my attention. And there too, there's the uh, the luminescent eyes that you were talking yes. about you wanted in the last one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's... This is just a really good cover art. Yeah, so... It's um, pretty good. And actually, with this being a color render, there is a little bit more detail in the wear and tear. If you look at the feet even down here, like, you can see the feet are really beat up along the bottom pads. Like, anything where it would have been constantly in contact on the ground... That is really dingy, dang, beat up, dinged, whatever you want to call it. And you can even see it here on the back. Actually, in the back, it's probably easier to see because it's like it's pulled away at the green paint, revealing a little bit of what would have been like a metal color before it was degraded by certain uh, various bits of dirt and sand and grit. Right. Yeah, I'm, I, I dig this cover a lot. I mean... There, there. This is a surprising example of being, uh, better cover art in 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 Europe than there was in the area where they were developed. It's just kind of crazy to me to think that, but I feel like that well, I've shown two very solid examples of that. Well, I mean, Japan made the effort of actually making the games themselves. And, you know, when you stare at something for so long. Yeah. Like, I think this falls under the, the issue, though, too, of, of sequels in Japan. Like, they're banking on people seeing the name and just being like, oh, I need that. Not, exactly. like, how can we get your attention to focus on this title over the others that are next to it? Um, especially when you consider that Square has a very nasty habit of blank cover... Just text and logo. And that is very prevalent in, like, all of the PlayStation Final Fantasy games. 7, 8, and 9, 100% are just white. And then you've got, you know, Final Fantasy 7, and then you got the meteor in the background. Or Final Fantasy 8, and you've got the silhouette of uh, Squall and Renoa. Or 9, and then you just have the frickin' yellow crystal behind it. Like, that's all their covers were there. I mean, 10 kind of did that too, though. Yes, it did, in Japan. <laughs> in America, you had um, Titus standing in the water with the Brotherhood blade. Oh, yeah! Okay. No, I guess I was just thinking of the Japanese one then. Yes, like, it's a very bad habit that a lot of Japanese developers had over there um, with That's their covers. Hilarious. Metal Gear Solid is this, actually, we have that issue here, is white with red text. <laughs> The European yeah. box is great for Metal Gear Solid 1. It has Yoshitaka, um, not Yoshitaka, but, um, oh my gosh, it's not Amano. It's, um, <laughs> oh, this upsets me. Yeah, I hate that when it's, like, right on the tip of my tongue. Yes, because I was just discussing this with uh, my other friends about Magic the Gathering cards that are getting, um, his artwork. Nice. Yeah, and also he freaking did artwork for Left Alive. Yoji Shinkawa. There we go. <laughs> I knew I'd get it. Uh, yeah, Yoji Shinkawa art um, on the cover for Metal Gear Solid 1 in Europe. So it's like some good decisions can be made. Not You know, not always, but I mean this particular example here. They, they used artwork, they used renders... They did good color composition and contrasting. Um, again, I think the PAL version has the superior cover for Front Mission 3. 
Yes. Agreed completely. Indeed. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh this is the first actually cover art clash we've done, and I think we're gonna be doing more. Um I am gonna to have to research these a little bit uh more in depth though before I actually pick them because I kinda of picked this one on the fly, uh trying to go through them, even with the Mega Man one, I was like shh. You guys were there. Uh, I didn't record this this bit except until now. Um, trying to figure out which ones are going to have enough of a difference to have a discussion on was kind of rough at first. But um, that's fair. But yeah, I think this one had decent contrast, and the Mega Man was so radically different on all of them. Like this is perfect. So, <laughs> but yeah, like discussing. I, I like the art in games. I think that people are stupid that believe that video games are not art because writing is considered art. Cinema, uh, video is considered art, and uh, literal drawings are considered art. And this, these video games comprise all three and then some. How is that not art? <laughs> yeah, in- including you know, literature as well, like yeah, yeah. storylines, also considered art. Yeah, so it's it's nuts to not believe that. So I I like focusing on the artwork of the covers too because those are important. Um, I mean, hell, in early days this is how people knew anything about the game. It's like, there was no internet. I mean, heck, video game magazines were even few and far between for a bit, so this was, you just had to go by the cover. And I think that Mega Man in Europe and Front Mission 3 in Europe are very easy sells with the way they did their artwork, so. Agreed. Yeah, and to be fair, like, you know, as you said, you know, this was before the internet was like a big, big thing. So, I mean, really, earlier on, video games, it really was a situation where you're judging a book by its cover. Like, you're judging, am I going to play this game just based off of how it looks, how it presents itself. Right? Like, I feel like we're kind of getting back into that loop, not because, like, there are so few games we just want to, you know, but because there are so many now that you're like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I don't really have time to play all mm-hmm. the ones that I'm mildly interested in, so, you know, just prioritize the ones that i'm really interested in yeah yeah definitely there's just there's a such a huge flood of games anymore that so many good ones get missed and so many good ones you know are overshadowed by other good ones that like even if you notice them you may not even get to it because there's just so many other ones that jump out more in your face Right. Or, you know, there's just ones that get really popular that are just really bad. Yeah. I mean, there's there's bad. There's They say all publicity is good publicity, and I only half agree with that. Because, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Mega Man, bad box art boy. Ugh. <sighs> Not good publicity. No. No. I mean, it would have been if those games didn't get canceled immediately after they released that DLC. That was supposed to be tongue in cheek and turned into more of a Capcom hates their own properties kind of chant. <laughs> yeah, that that timing oh. could not have been worse. Um, if, if you're interested in learning about that, actually, I can recommend a good video essay on that where he actually um, the guy notes uh, information from developers that worked on it and that DLC um, and how that was just really just unfortunate timing. Um, for oh. everything, because they it like with them canceling everything right after that, the developers um, pretty much got like lambasted by the fan bases, literally taking it as a at a shot as a shot at Mega Man and their fan base, as opposed to it being a tongue in cheek joke. Oh, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. the The video I'm going to recommend um, is not safe for work, based on some dialogue choices, because they <laughs> there is profanity in it. Uh, but Matt McMuscles does a video essay called What Happened on uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. And it involves their DLC characters as well, which goes into those. And that's where you learn a little bit about Bad Box Art Mega Man in that fighting game. <laughs> and how Capcom was shooting themselves in the foot by literally competing with themselves on a regular basis all the time with fighting games. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, like there were two different Street Fighter games being re- um, released to arcades and updated on the regular. You had, uh, was it Street Fighter 3 and um, Street Fighter Alpha? Both of those were competing against each other. 
<laughs> but you made both games. Why would you do that? Yeah, it's just... They, they made some poor decisions then, and they made some poor decisions with Mega Man. Anyway. Um, so yeah, check that out if you get a chance. But also, be sure to check out Stella Dragon's YouTube channel that only has whatever she one, has posted. Yeah, one video for now. I haven't, haven't had a lot of time lately to actually do recording. And then also, I had an issue with my hard drive. Oof, that's rough. Yeah, I had a couple of episodes worth of recordings done that I just had to edit, but my hard drive got corrupted and I had to reset it and reformat it and I lost everything. So I'm back to square one. Oh, fun. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> we'll, well get there. Hey, you know, it again, do it for fun, not for profit. And then as exactly. long as you're having a good time, that's what matters. Oh, that's what I do it for. I, I enjoy it. There, you're the winner. <laughs> well, thank you for watching, guys. Uh... Don't forget to check out the videocast version on youtube.com slash yieldtomato, and you'll also find links in the descriptions to our speaker's page. Uh, hopefully, you'll join us again for more of the magic we all enjoy on the screen. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Bye!